Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you have a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Good morning everyone, so good to see your faces. Uh, If we haven't met, my name is Ade and it's my privilege today to continue our sermon series that we're doing called There Is More. There is more. Uh, just before we get started, come on, would you just close your eyes for a second? Just lift your hands where you are. Even if you're watching online, just close your eyes. Lift your hands where you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we invite you into our midst today. We ask you to speak to us. We ask you to change us. We ask you to transform us today. In Jesus' name, and everyone who believed it said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47, which is a familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, We're going to read it this morning, Ezekiel 47, and this is what the Word of the Lord says. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a a stream flowing east from beneath the the door of the temple, passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside through the north gate and led me through the eastern entrance. There I could see water flowing through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet, then led me across. The water was up to my ankle. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time, the water was up to my knee. Another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. Quickly going back just to verse 5. Then he measured another 1,750 feet. The river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. I want to speak to us this morning from a very simple topic, and it's just called Go Deeper. Go Deeper deeper. Go deeper. Uh, You may not know this to be true, but I hate fishing. I I hate fishing. I don't like fishing. It annoys me. It frustrates me. I don't like fishing. If you like fishing in the place, God bless you. Hopefully, we can still be friends. I don't do fishing. I've been fishing a couple of times in my life, and in those times I've been fishing, I've only caught fish once. I was in the Brisbane River back home, and I caught a baby shark, and it was yay big, yeah, big. It was yeah, just a baby fish. It was, it was awesome. I felt good about myself, and that was about it. But every time I talk to my friends who love to fish, they tell me the reason that I don't like fishing is because I haven't tried deep-sea fishing. That if I had tried deep-sea fishing, it's going to be a whole new experience, and it would absolutely change my life. According to my friends, when you try deep-sea fishing, there is always going to be more fish. And when there's more fish, there's more fun. Ultimately, to them, going deeper equals more. And I love that in the passage of Scripture that we've read today, that we can see that same truth applied. That whenever you go deeper, there is more. Uh, In case you're unfamiliar with the passage of Scripture we just read, Ezekiel has just had a vision. Uh, He had an encounter with an angel. And the angel has come to him and put him in the river of God. And right there in the river of God, as he steps in, the water is ankle deep. 
and all of a sudden the, 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 the angel takes him further and the water is knee deep. And then the angel takes him a bit further and the water is wasted. And finally gets to the point where there's not enough space or he's gone so deep that he can't walk in the water any longer. He, can't, he has to swim in the water because he's gone so deep. And while that is going on, when, at the finish of that, the angel takes him back to the riverbed. And while he's at the riverbed, he realizes that as he was going deeper, something was happening in the riverbed. Four things to be precise. The first thing that was happening in the riverbed is that things were flourishing. We see in the book of Ezekiel that as he was in the water going deeper, that things were flourishing, that everything that was dead in the Dead Sea was now coming back to life, that things that were, 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 had lost their life were now flourishing, there were life, the Bible says that there, were, there was a swarm of living things in the Dead Sea. Uh, the second thing that we see is that not only were things flourishing, but we also see that there is fish and fisher of men. In fact, the Bible tells us that there is a bountiful full of fish of every kind, but not only that, that the fishermen had to dry their nets on the shore, indicating that they had caught lots of fish. Often in the Bible, when we see the word fish, it speaks of souls. We'll come back to that later. So there is a flourishing. There is fishes. We see that there is a fruitfulness. The Bible says that as he's going deeper, that on the banks of the riverbanks, there is a fruit. There are fruit of every, sorry, there is every kind of uh, fruit-bearing tree that is there, and on their branches is fruit. In other words, there is a fruitfulness that is there. But the Bible goes on to say there is flourishing, there is fishes, there is a fruitfulness, but beyond that, there is a freshness that happens. That every month, this fruit-bearing trees are bearing fruit, and in their leaves is healing because there is a freshness. And the observation that we see in this passage of Scripture is this. So if we're going to go, if we're going to go, or if we're going to go deeper, we're going to, it leads to more of God. Let me put it this way. The going deeper in God leads to experiencing more of God. I, I need you to understand today that there is more. There is more. And while it is good that we ask for it, while it's good that we desire it, while it's good that we receive it, if we're going to experience more of God, we have to at some point go deeper. We have to at some point go further. We have to at some point go, 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 go the distance. We have to go deeper. I, I, I love it that Ezekiel does this, that Ezekiel has this understanding that when the water goes ankle deep, that he's going to go deeper until it's needed. That when the water goes knee deep, he's going to go deeper until it's wasted. That when the water is wasted, he's going to go deeper until it's head deep. Ezekiel knew, he had this that desire, if you would, he had this understanding that if he was going to experience more of God, he had to go deeper. Psalm 42 verse 2 puts it this way, deep calls unto deep. Deep calls unto deep, meaning that when the deep of God calls to the deep in us, our response should be to go deeper. I want you to notice that he did not determine when it was time to go deeper. The angel determined when it was time to go deeper. Ezekiel simply just said, I'm going to be obedient. If you tug on me to go deeper, I'm going to go deeper. If you tug on me to go deeper, I'm going to go deeper. And I want to suggest to us that if we are going to experience the more of God, we have to follow the tugs, the nudgings of the Holy Spirit, that when the deep of God calls unto the deep of us, that we make a decision to go deeper. Are you still with me, ladies and gentlemen? It's time to go deeper. And when my kids were a little bit younger and they were learning to swim, they would jump into the pool and they would only go as far as their feet could touch and they would stop. But as they began to mature, as they got to got confidence, as they started to grow in their skill, as they began to grow taller, they started to explore and go further and further in the pool so they could enjoy all that the pool had. And friends, can I let you know that that is the same with our relationship with God, that we have to decide that we have to go from knee dip, oh sorry, from ankle deep to knee deep, that we need to move from knee dip to waist deep, that we need to move from waist dip to shoulder deep, 
that we need to move from shoulder deep to head deep, that we need to move from the known to the unknown because God is calling us to go deeper. And the reason he's calling us to go deeper is because there is more. There is exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, think, and imagine. But friends, can I tell you today, it's going to require you and I to go Oh, two people. Let's try that again. It's going to require us to go Come on, online crew, help us out. It's going to require us to go deeper. It's going to require us to go deeper. Yeah, we need to go deeper. It's time to go deeper. What I want to do for the next few moments we have is just to give us a few areas in our lives, in our spiritual walk that we need to go deeper in. I hope you're taking notes because I do believe the note takers, the world changes. The first one is this. If you're going to go deeper, you need to go deeper in your word life. We're going to go deeper. We need to go deeper in our word life. In our word life. When I was in Sunday school many, many years ago, we used to sing this song. Read your Bible, pray every day. Oh, we got different versions. Okay, some versions go, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Do you know that one? Okay, okay, let's do the other one. Read your Bible. Yes. Come on. And friends, I want you to know, if we're going to go deeper, we're going to experience more of God, we need to read our Bibles. We need to grow deeper in our Bible reading. Let me put it this way. We need to go from reading the Bible for information to reading the Bible for revelation. Did you catch that? We need to go from reading the Bible for information to reading it for revelation. Psalm 119 verse 130 says this, the entrance of your word brings light. Meaning that when you read God's word, its purpose is to give us revelation. Listen to this, Ephesians chapter one verse 17 says this, Oh, here we are, 16 and 17. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my praise, watch this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That word revelation that we find in Ephesians 1, 7 speaks to the idea of intimacy. In other words, the Bible is telling us that when we grow in revelation, we grow in intimacy with God. So when we read our Bibles, we're not reading it just to know some stuff. We're not reading it just to have information. We're reading it so that you and I can get revelation because as we get revelation, we grow in our intimacy with God and we're able to experience more of who God is. Friends, if we're going to go, go grow, if we're going to grow, if we're going to experience more of who God is in our lives, can I tell us this morning that we need to go deeper in our Bible reading. We need to go from reading for information and begin to read for revelation. It means that we have to invite the person of the Holy Spirit to the text. How can you read a book without getting the view of the author? You need to make sure that the author is in the room with you as you're reading the book. You need to make sure that you're journaling and saying, God, what do you have to say? What information you have for me? What revelation do you want to give me? Because as I get revelation, I grow in my intimacy and I begin to experience more of God. Friends, it's time to go deeper. Not only do we need to go, go deeper in the area of our word life, but we also need to go deeper in the area of our prayer life. At Matthew chapter 6, you guys know this, it's a familiar passage of scripture. Chapter 6, verse 5 and 7 says this, when you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. 
But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. I love this, that if we want to experience more of God, we need to go deeper in our prayer life. That we need to move from praying to God as a shopping list-based prayers and moving to conversation-based prayers. You know the shopping list prayers where we come to God and we say, God, I want this, I need this, can I have this? The car would be lovely, the wife would be lovely, the spouse would be lovely, oh, it'd be great if I have more money. We need to shift, there's nothing wrong with that, they're good prayers, but we need to go deeper. We need to shift from those kind of prayers to conversation type prayers where we come to God and say, God, I want to build relationship with you. God, I want to get to know you. God, I want to have some intimacy with you. Because as we do that, we experience more of God, but it requires us to go deeper in our prayer. For many of us, myself included, our prayers are monologues. We come to God and we talk to God and we do all the talking and God has to do all the listening. But can I tell you that if we're going to go deeper, we have to shift from a monologue type prayer to a dialogue type prayer where we're having a conversation with God, where we speak and he speaks. We listen and he listens. There's a conversation going on because we want to go deeper. I'm sure you've heard it said, we have two ears and one mouth, which means that we should listen twice as much as we, mm, mm. calm down, Eddie, calm down. If we're going to experience more of God, friends, we need to go deeper in our prayer lives. We need to go from the shopping list-based prayers to the conversation-based prayers. Can I get a good amen on that? Amen. If we're going to experience more of God, we need to go deeper, not just in our word life. We need to go deeper, not just in our prayer life. But we also need to go deeper in our fasting life. Uh-oh, Christian swear word. In our fasting life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 4. Sorry, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 and 18 says this. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they, they, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you may not appear to be, so you may not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I want you to notice that Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Jesus is speaking to his followers. He's speaking to those who already love him, who trust him as Lord and Savior. This is not for the unbeliever. This is for the Christian. I want you to notice that he says, when you fast. He doesn't say, if you fast, but he says, when you fast. Meaning that the expectation is that the Christian is constantly fasting. Are you still with me? This, this is okay, right? The expectation is that the Christian is regularly fasting. So can I encourage you, if we're going to go experience more of God, we need to go deeper in our fasted life. We need to go from the place where we're tolerating the flesh to the place where we're crucifying the flesh. What is the flesh? The flesh the Bible speaks of is simply our sinful nature. The Bible calls it the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And the best way to crucify the flesh is simply by coming to the place of prayer and fasting, specifically fasting, that as we fast, we crucify the flesh. Uh, the story is told of a gentleman who had two dogs. There was a black dog and a brown dog, and he was a dog owner, and his, his dogs were fighting dogs. And if I can have the users up, that would be great. Uh, they were fighting dogs. And what he would do is every week he would put them in the ring to fight against each other. And each week there would be a different winner. One week the black dog would win, the next week the brown dog would win, the other week it beat the brown dog, the next week it beat the black dog. 
And a punter who was watching, a local punter who was coming, regularly seeing this dog fight, was looking at the going, what's going on? I, I'm so confused, because the dogs look the same, the dogs weigh the same, the, the dogs act the same. How is it that every week there's a different winner? And so he goes up to the owner and says to the owner, what's going on? And the owner says to him, oh, that's easy. That's really easy. Each week, I determine which dog is going to win. And then I look at the other dog that I've decided is going to lose, and I starve that dog. And because I starve that dog, it is weak. And because it is weak, it has no energy, and it always loses. Can I tell you that is a perfect, wonderful picture of fasting? The fasting is not this thing that we do to manipulate the arm of God and say, God, you need to move on our behalf. The fasting is not this thing that we do to force God to do what we want Him to do because we're needing a breakthrough in our lives. No. Fasting is this act where we say, God, I'm ready to crucify my flesh. Fasting is this thing where we come to God and say, God, I'm ready to starve myself for the things that I love. It might be food, it might be other things, so that I can crucify my flesh. Because as I crucify my flesh, my flesh goes weaker and my spirit goes stronger. And when my spirit is stronger, I can experience more of God. I can go to another level in God. I can experience everything that God has for me. Friends, can I encourage us today? It's time to go deeper. It's time to stop tolerating our flesh. And it's time to go deeper, to crucify our flesh. It is time to go deeper. Finally, if we're going to experience more of God, we need to go deeper, not just in our word life, not just in our prayer life, not just in our fasting life, but we need to go deeper in our giving life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 2 and 4 says this, Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But, you, but when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Isaiah 32 verse 8 says this, But a generous man or a generous person devises generous things, and by generosity he or her shall stand. And the thought is this, if you have to boast about your giving life, about your generous act. It means that it's a moment of generosity, not a lifestyle of generosity. Are you with me? But if we're going to experience more of God, we need to go deeper in our given life. We need to go from the place of a moment of generosity to a lifestyle of generosity. And the reason we need to do it is really simple. First of all, we have a lifestyle of generosity. We're more like God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave. When we're constantly giving, we are more like God. Secondly, when we constantly give, it means that we've paid the price. There's a sacrifice right there. And what we see in Scripture is this, that wherever there's a sacrifice, fire always falls in a sacrifice. Whether it's Elijah in Mount Carmel in 1 Kings, or it's King Solomon with his offerings before the Lord, fire always falls in sacrifice. And fire is the gateway to creating intimacy between you and God. Fire falls and sacrifice. Another reason why it's important to have this lifestyle of generosity is this, that it, it determines or it reveals where your heart is towards God and to others. Matthew 6 verse 21 says this, the way your treasure is so your heart will be as well. When we give, have this lifestyle of giving, it reveals our affection for God and for others. And here is the thing, 
How can God trust us with the riches of heaven if he cannot trust us with worldly goods? Friends, can I encourage us? It is time to go deeper. It is time to go deeper in our giving life, to go for moments of generosity and shift, go further, go deeper to a lifestyle of generosity. If we're going to experience more of God, it's time to go deeper. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, all that you can think, and all that you can imagine, according to the power that is at work in you. Friends, there is more. But it's going to require us to go deeper. It's going to require us to go deeper in our word life, where we move from reading the Bible for information and reading it for revelation. It's going to require us to go deeper in our prayer life, where we go from a shopping list-based prayer to a conversation-based prayer. It's going to require us to go deeper in our fasting life, where we go from tolerating our flesh to crucifying our flesh. And finally, it's going to force us or require us to go deeper in our giving life, where we go from moments of generosity to a lifestyle of generosity. And the Bible promises this, that when we go deeper, we experience flourishing in our lives, we experience fishes, more fish, more souls than one into the kingdom of God. We experience fruitfulness in our lives. And finally, we experience a freshness and healing is seen a lot more in our midst. Friends, there is more and it's time to go deeper. Come on, would you stand to your feet all across this place? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know it's a simple word this morning, but I just got this thing in my spirit that says it's, it's time to go deeper. There is more. I feel for us as a church, there is so much more that God wants to do in us, but through us. But it's going to require us not just to desire it, not just to ask for it, not just to receive it, but it's going to require us to corporately make a shift to go deeper, to go. Some of us are ankle deep, it's time to go knee deep. Some of us are knee deep, it's time to go waist deep. Some of us are waist deep, we need to go shoulder deep. Some of us are shoulder deep. We need to just go into the water all the way through until we lose control and God himself is absolutely and totally in control. It's time to go deeper. I know how you're going to end the sermon, real simple. I need to do a couple of things. First one is this. I need to pray for people to get to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So in this place, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, maybe you're watching online as well, you can do this. If you're safely, you can do it. Make sure you bow your head, close your eyes. Hallelujah. No one moving, no one talking, that'd be great. This is a holy moment. Maybe you're here in this room right now, you're saying, Ade, I've never become a Christian. I've never been a follower of Jesus. I need to remind you that we said this earlier, John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life and I want you to know today if you're listening under the sound of my voice that God loves you and that God cares for you and that God is concerned about you and that God has so much more in store for you and the way you access that is by beginning a relationship with him so if you're here today and you say Ade, today I want to be a follower of Jesus I want to be a Christian and in the count of three I want you to do something brave and something bold you can do this online as well you can let us know you just to let us know by lifting up your hand and say Ade, I want to be a Christian Maybe you're here once upon a time, used to be a follower of Jesus, but through circumstance in life, if you look at your life in this moment, you can say, truly, I have walked away from the Lord. Well, today, prodigal son, 
prodigal daughter. Today is your day of salvation. Right now is the moment of salvation. All you need to do is do a turnaround and come back home. And the Lord himself with his hands, his arms stretched out is ready to receive you. And again, just be bold, be brave. Lift your hand wherever you are. Lift your hand wherever you are. And just through a prayer, something is going to shift in your life. One, is there anybody that wants to be a Christian today, wants to be a follower of Jesus? Two, as I look across this place, are you ready? Three, if that's you, come on, would you lift your hands to heaven? Anyone here that says, today, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Online, maybe you're watching and you're, you're feeling this tug on the inside. Come on, just let us know through the emoji. You want to be a follower of Jesus. Today is a day of salvation. Fantastic. Come on, let's say this prayer together. Church. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sin. Today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Today, give me a new heart and a new start. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, if you're online, there's a link, make sure you follow that. Let us know, we want to, we've got some stuff we wanna give you. Maybe you're in the room right now and you didn't lift your hand. We have a Bible to my right, your left. Please come to us, we wanna give that to you. That is okay, we would love to make sure that you are, you are resourced to continue your relationship with Jesus. That's all from us here on our LRC podcast. If there's anything else you would like some more clarification on, or you would like to take the next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page at londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. That's all from us here today and we hope you have an amazing week.